It's uh, what's up, podcast Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh boy, where uh, we get canceled. Oh, it, but I thought. I mean, r- not everybody in Russia is bad. <laughs> no, they're just going through some shit right now. I mean, the internet cancels Leader- us. leadership. The platforms. Is- you guys oh, are is that what's going on? Provinsky, you're a little prevent. Isn't that that guy's name? The hot dog dude. dude? He doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. He got uh, put on a nice sesame bun. Russian <laughs> Russian <laughs> dolls are window. cool. Um, I enjoy. Uh, Bland food. <laughs> uh, and I really love borscht. Borscht, borscht is delicious. <laughs> Just potato. Yeah. Potato. What? What's that? Poroshki's um, about as flavorful that, that, as it gets. Poroshki's yeah. <laughs> are pretty good though. Yeah. I think they're so. Pretty. Wait, isn't this our intro? <laughs> yes. Oh shit. <laughs> Go ahead, Go for it, Jordan. <laughs> what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, I don't. <laughs> We got some sponsors. Hey, friends. We're here to tell you about Allegiance Holsters. Allegiance Holsters is an American-made brand that provides inner waist belt, outer waist belt, as well as IFAX, and I believe they are in the jiu-jitsu community. Yeah. Have I seen some posts about that? Yeah, the owner, Aaron's uh, blue belt, I believe. Very nice. And his kids all train. So go support a American-made company, Brothers in the Geese, as well is the same mentality. Yeah, and use code TNW10 when you check out. Um, then we have Tyler Stanaway, who was on the last episode. He has his forest school, which I think may be over for the summer by now. But in case you are interested in getting your kids involved in that next year, you can find that at CompassionateViking.com. And then you have my own Training Northwest and we are just about wrapped up with our class schedule for 2023. But I am always willing to schedule private lessons, and I'm finding more and more now as our name is getting out there that um, I'm getting contacted almost weekly by people to schedule private lessons. So the range is actually booked up until we go deer hunting in October. I'm going to be out there every single weekend uh, doing private blocks of instruction. And so you can uh, get a hold of me at trainingnorthwest at protonmail.com if that's something that interests you. And if you're not local, uh, we are a dealer of Vortex Optics. And if you just want to support us, we absolutely appreciate it. And you can find, uh, I guess you can find a lot of things on the webpage, trainingnorthwestllc.com. But we don't carry their full lineup just because I don't have the budget to have a large inventory but I can get anything that's uh, in their catalog. So if you're looking for a particular item or you need help picking out a new set of binoculars or a spotting scope for hunting season, new deer rifle scope, uh, send me an email. I'm really familiar with all their products and we can help you get whatever it is that you're looking for and I'll, uh, I'll get it in the mail immediately. So that, and, if, and if you are local, you can come out to the range and get it zeroed uh, after you buy it. That's our Optic Zero program. Um, but anyway... That's it for sponsors, Mike. What this was? This is your topic today, or Jordan? Did you want to take that one? Well, I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> these boys, these boys are saying I'm getting a little bit more smooth on the mic here, so <laughs> might as well. What did we talk say, about today? We Jordan? talked about communication and how how we all um, communicate what we're getting out of this podcast with each other and um, what we think people should be getting out of life. Um, yeah. and how, you know, 
technology is kind of, uh, I believe, eroding uh, what the life experience is. Yeah. So um, you you don't need to have a cell phone and uh, a bunch of technology to sit around and, and bullshit with your buddies. And don't forget to set aside time to do that. Truer words couldn't have been said. Enjoy the show, you guys. I got an idea what we're talking about. Unless it's scripted. What's up, Podcast Japan? (laughs) (laughs) What are we here to talk about, Mike? I said we talk about communication. All right. If you guys are cool with that, it's like we've done this little... Do we have to look into each other's eyes while we speak to each other? No, in the dongs. Well, the, the messed up thing is there's three of us, right? So how the hell is that going to work? Eyes are going to be all crossed. Looking at the two of you. Have you guys ever spooned with more than one man? Besides my dad and his friend? No. I said I wouldn't say. <laughs> my father. Oh, man. I can remember nights being freezing ass cold on Fort Lewis and... Like an entire squad of rangers laying in one big line of spoon. <laughs> Just trying, like waiting, waiting from, uh, like we'd shoot a day range and then they'd bring uh, hot chow out to the range and we'd eat and then we'd just have to kill time until it was dark enough to shoot with nods on. Who yeah, was tougher, the guy on fun. the um, in the front or the back? <laughs> I was say, the, guy, the, two <laughs> guys. the guy in the back has the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> the two guys on the yeah. ends have the shit end of the stick. Everybody in the middle is warm. Yeah. One uh, one guy only has a shit end of the stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not both guys. <laughs> Dude, one of the gayest things I could uh, participate in was I went to wrestling camp one year. Hey, shut up, dude. Yeah, and uh, we did, like, there must have been 80 people there, and we did, uh, what's it called, a cradle, where you go under the head and under one leg, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so we did it with all 80 people, and we took a picture, and it was like an 80-man cradle, and it looked like... Uh, What's that movie where they're so nasty? Centipede. Yeah, it looked like a human centipede of dudes in wrestling suits. Yeah, big circle. Uh, that was a gay thing. Yeah. <laughs> the coach was like, "I won't take a picture." What do you do? You Get think in the, there. Do you think they're nice and deep, like? <laughs> do you think there's a Guinness book for the longest spoon? Not time wise, but people doing it. Well, I'm wondering what military branch it is. <laughs> <laughs> Because we know it belongs to the boys. <laughs> Miami uh, National Guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, Communication? Well, one time one time I was so cold. Uh, it, it's one of those things that, like, I was fucking freezing. We were camping. Um, and we're in a tent with my mom and dad and brother. I, I don't know if my brother was there, actually. No, he, I, he was, I'm sure he was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Why leave it out? Um, but he, uh, I go... I'm so cold, and I'm just fucking shaking, just colder than hell. We're up in the mountains on this, like, little lake thing, and I go, Mom, Dad, I love you. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> oh, it's like this is it. I, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> well, I, I was just saying, like, good night, you know, love you guys, good night. And my dad took it as, like, oh, and he just started laughing. <laughs> he goes, he goes <laughs> Is this it, buddy? <laughs> Is this it? <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> and he's just dying laughing. Oh my god! Oh, good times. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, little yeah. kids are good. I remember I went to Washington D.C. as a kid, and I went with my cousin. And he was just like crying. He's like, my legs hurt. And at the same time, he's skipping in front of the Capitol building. It's like, really? 
They hurt, huh? Skipping? Yeah. My legs hurt. My legs hurt. <laughs> Show you how they hurt. Uh, in the Capitol building. Yeah. <laughs> My legs hurt. My legs hurt. Uh, All right, Mike. Communication. Yeah. Okay. So I brought up the topic of... Yeah, what, what made that pop into your head? Taking time off from doing this. Because it's like we started... The, we did what? 24 episodes? No, I think to, it was like 26 25, 26, yeah. 26. Yeah. And that's... So we that's did a one, solid half year. Yeah. Without a miss. And we did one a week, you know? And uh, like I remember when we first sat down in... Said like what our intent guys. This is a commitment. Do you know how drunk we get when we do these? <laughs> For you Some guys. Of us. <laughs> For you guys, David. I'm talking to you. <laughs> but uh, we started this as like you know, the world's kind of crazy. Stuff's happening. We got along, and it's like let's record it and kind of see how it goes. And what I thought it would be, it isn't what it is. It's something different that I enjoy more. But it's really made me question my own thoughts and like what I read and bringing up points and having different people really sit down and debate. Normally when you run into someone at work at the cooler, you'll talk for maybe five minutes. That's a long conversation. If it's 10 minutes at work, your boss is going to be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Get back to work. So other people that, that are... Like, you guys are outside my circle, but you're in my circle. We all kind of come from different backgrounds and have different philosophies, but we still have common uh, ethics and morals that we can, you know, discuss these things and discuss what a good way of life is. And so, like, having to convey my thoughts and you guys bounce it off or have you guys say your thoughts or different opinions on things and Tobin and I will... will we'll talk back. It, it's interesting because it makes me think about how I think about just life, things as much as government, relationships, um, purpose, what like motivates you guys and drive by like book reports, routine, just understanding different people. It, it, it's been kind of a fun experiment. And it's it, what we're just trying to do is talk and hopefully we can do it articulately enough that other people find it interesting. But in doing so, I feel like this has provided a lot of growth for myself and for having relationships with friends and people around me. I feel like this has made me a better just towards the people around me in my general life. It's kind of paid off. And what it's doing is being honest. It's talking. It's listening to someone's ideas. And I don't know, just... Trying yeah. to really think about it. That's awesome. Um, what were your preconceived notions coming in? Because when you said that, it made me... I figured we'd be rich by now. I figured <laughs> yacht and champagne, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just wanted... I like reading and not like... I like ideas, right? And a lot of ideas come from books. And it's just... Even up bringing up the Mike Zedong, like different philosophies and seeing how other people interpret it or bounce it back. I only do this in my head. You know, I I <clears throat> practice like the moves, but I don't spar. Like yeah. this is a sparring match in a way. 
And it's like, cool, I've had 26 verbal fights, spars. You know what I mean? I'm a white belt, but I've had 26 roles on a mic and really trying to dive deep into what I think and, I don't know, not sound like an idiot, but there, nothing's perfect. It can always be fixed and better. Look at our government. Look at our combustion engines and how we drive. Everything can be better. So the only way it gets better is by disseminating these ideas for other people to listen and talk to. And it's it's we're a hive. We're a group. A team people, right? If we're going to do this, it's not one person. It's the world. So this is my purpose of disseminating that. I feel like this is more impactful than voting, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and, yeah, it is sort of... Uh, like I, I, when I upload the episodes, I see like the the statistics from the previous episodes, and so a lot of times I poo poo it. But there are, you know, four or five hundred people per episode who are listening to whatever, you know, little ideas we have, and I think it helps add to the public consciousness in a time when we are very much in a culture war. And I think I said that in episode one that. Right now, I think the United States is in a culture war of sort of leftist wokeism versus traditional values. And so this is our little way of pushing back a little bit. Yeah, I think what you see is just like we are normal people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have extraordinary traits about us, but we're just we have families. We work. We, you know, we're just normal people. And. One, okay, for everybody listening, what he what he means is that one of us, we're not going to tell you who, is hung like an elephant. <laughs> we'll, and we'll let you speculate about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's licking his lips. Uh, so anyway, diverse qualities. Go ahead. Oh, but uh, we're just normal. <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're just we're average people. And I think that's kind of what we reflect in just normal ideas and how we want to live life. And I think that should be put into thought process. Like you look at what the far left and the far right, it's like, I don't believe in going for either one. I feel like you should be far in doubt. Like you should constantly be doubting the things they say. And like, giving yourself information is a tool and it's a weapon and that allows you to kind of see where bullshit is how do you know if someone's far left unless you know what the center is the right is or examples of all of it yeah uh with this whole thing like for me it's been uh like I, i said in the very beginning like learning how to talk a little bit better and have you know ideas that flow out um, and get more comfortable um, sharing ideas, but not to say that that's happened very much, <laughs> although I am uh, certainly more comfortable saying stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, You've gotten smoother. Yeah, yeah a lot smoother. Yeah, it, but it's... it's um, you don't say the F word every third word. Fucking A. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, it, it's. I think that it, it kind of shows blind spots. Like, li- listening back to it, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm... I was bringing that to a high school wrestling room, maybe. I don't know where I was talking. Like, I mean, obviously, I knew I said it like the F word a lot and stuff, but like just things like that. But then also, that's that was the selfish reason why I wanted to do it. And then, you know, like you said, like ideas and like understanding, like, you know, kind of your mindset, Mike's mindset, Tobin's mindset, and like mine are all, you know, I, I think the morals are all the same. I think we all share the same ethics. 
we know right and wrong. Um, but then we come at that in a di- little bit of a different way. And then it's like, oh, is that really hurting anybody? Like, no, I guess why, why would I care? You know, like, uh, I don't have a specific examples, but like, you know, some of the stuff you've talked about, it's like, that's not exactly what I think. And then like, how's you're yeah. talking, it's like, oh, you know, that makes sense. And it's okay. Not the one world government shit, <laughs> but, uh, um, but you know, just, just beyond that. Right. Like, yeah. uh, it's been, it's been interesting and it's also been, um, it's been challenging, like the timing and like it, it does, it has made me realize that time is going by so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, we say 20, 26 weeks and it's like, dude, I feel like we just started doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't feel this is something that we've, I mean, obviously it's really not when you, the grand scheme of life. Right. But we, it's not nothing, you know, no. this, this has been something that has marked our weeks week in and week out. Yeah. And oh, to yeah. sit down with you guys every week and make it happen has just been like, it's been extremely nice. Uh, you know, I just know that that's one thing I got to do along with going to work and this and that. Like, oh, I'm going to get a podcast in. I'm going to get some training in. I'm going to get a podcast in. I'm gonna it's like a like, workout. It's, it, it is in a certain way, you know. And I mean, granted, you know, sometimes we show up and it's just absolute debauchery. But, you know, <laughs> it's not not to say a debauchery, rather. Uh I it's like debauchery. Debauchery. <laughs> That's absolute. even better. Yeah. Yeah. That's worse than debauchery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucked up. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, that's, that's part of it, right? Like, uh, and I think it, it, uh, it grounds me to be able to come in. And even if I'm not talking that much or maybe I'm talking too much, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, it, it's nice to sit down with two people and actually have an, a long format conversation at, and not even a long format conversation, just sit down and bullshit with the buddies for a yeah. couple hours. You know, yeah. how many people don't get to do that during the week? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of guys come here and they come, um, a lot of people come to the gym and get a two hour session in, but it's like, I got to get back. I got to get back to reality right now. Yeah. And they leave this and they just, they got to roll out and we kind of make the point to stick around and like ground ourselves, And that's super important. Yeah. So even if people are listening to this, I think, I mean, Kay, Kay gave us a really good compliment when she was like, I like listening cause it's like listening to my brother's talk. And yeah. to me, that was, like, really special because it's, like, yeah, oh, like, nice. somebody can, like, relate in a way and find maybe comfort in us being jackasses because we are, like you said, average, everyday dudes just bullshitting. It's weird to think someone would feel comfort from my voice or, like, from what I have to say. <laughs> like, oh, if, you know, oh, like, if I, if I could yeah. just get two hours of you reading War and Peace, <laughs> I would fall asleep to it every night. Yeah. And then... Took a breath, <laughs> turn the page. <laughs> God damn it! I'll, I'll do sound do you effects. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of leading into that. You were talking about how we sort of hang out after practice. Um, do you think this podcast, both of you, do you guys think this podcast has added a little bit to sort of the culture and the excitement that's coming out of Electric North right now? I have to think, uh, like Marvel has a universe. DC has universe. All the Star Wars has its own universe where there's all these little stories and tidbits written into it. So far, we have the Endless Endeavor, we have uh, Compassion of Viking, and we have Enlightened Neanderthals. Right. We, this gym has developed kind of its big own universe. Like Will's starting his videography and whatnot, and I think he said he's even going to start a podcast. Um, 
in the fall. So hell yeah, you know what I mean. More and more people keep coming in here, What's getting sort of like it? energized. And then, yeah, you have all these little different vectors sort of shooting out of here. But it's sort of cool how we have this central nucleus here, and everybody's um, got their own little piece of the culture of what I think the draw is that brings people in. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I'm, I'm proud to have a little piece of that because what I see here is it's almost like a community icon, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's know. just a place that fosters growth. It yeah. started as jujitsu. But it's kind of turned into more than that. And Greg's personality and his drive and his ambition, it's like, it sets a lot of people on fire. I mean, it's why I stayed here, you know? And I think it's because it's a warm and accepting place like that and everyone's pushing everyone to be better and support them in a good way, it allows for people not to feel like maybe what their hobby is is a dumb idea and that they can achieve, or, you know? And what they have strengthened, maybe showcase it and make money off of it or just get it out there and because you like it and it brings you in with cool people. I mean, we don't get paid for any of this stuff. But, like, I mean, to what you're saying, like, everybody's everybody's kind of doing, everybody's coming for the jujitsu, and then they're staying for something a little different, I think. And then... Yeah, look, yeah. look at the knuckleheads downstairs in the sauna right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My there's, sweaty boys. There's, there's like 10, 25-year-old guys in the fucking little tiny sauna right now. Mm -hmm. Love so, and life. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, this is what it's all about, man. It's just truly, this is truly what life's all about, is finding, like, family yeah. outside of family. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, and, and that's what this place has become, and, like, doing, doing what you can for everybody. And it is very, very rare to find a group of people... Um, and I, I'm, I say that, but I found it in a couple of spots, but I think it's rare to find a group of people who truly want good things for you and don't get jaded yes. when they see success. Yeah. So like, you know, you see Tyler doing his stuff and it's like, whatever we can do to help, you know, we, yeah. we want to see success. You with training Northwest, mm -hmm. a lot of guys have rolled through there, you know, from the gym. Yeah. Um, Greg's podcast, mm -hmm. all the support in the world with everybody just listening and doing, you know, being on, like, all the stuff, right? Like, you know, we just, we have that happening here and people are doing what they can to, like, encourage and make those offshoots as strong as possible, yeah. you know? And from those offshoots, there's going to be more and more stuff. I mean, look at, like you said, with Will's, with Will's photography stuff. Will's killing it with that, and it's now really he's gonna good. start a podcast. So he's gonna have his own, like this thing that starts happening around that, and it's like, how fucking cool! Yeah. You know? Everyone's got a nice setup, and we still sit on the mats and love it. Right. I wouldn't change. I was thing. just gonna say, Greg offered. He's like, "Do you want a key to the the office down here so you can use the table for podcast?" And I was like, eh, "This nah, is home, nah, dude. We kind of like it up on the mat." I love upstairs. This is my original home. Yeah. I feel, this is my bedroom. Yeah, this is where I grew up. Now I got a big old house down there, and it's like I'm gonna hang out in my bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I want to back up for a second because what uh, it, we're now I was kind of bagging on the the young guys down there, all in, packed in the sauna. Mm -hmm. But that brings up another point, which is that for everybody who is sort of in 2023, I feel like there's also a 
epidemic of loneliness because people are so isolated from one another. They work in cubicles and mm -hmm. they go home and they get, I think a lot of people get their social interaction by putting on a headset and playing video games. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they talk, who knows if they're talking to another person or to some fucking bot, right? A 13 year old Asian kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's their social <laughs> yeah. interaction. And I think there's, there's a lot of depression because they don't have friends. Yeah. And so this gym is a perfect example of why you have to put yourself out there and do something difficult with other people because those motherfuckers down there are tight. Yeah. And I don't mean, oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like they are motherfucking homies. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they, that's Spoon what. Spoon buddies, some that's would what, say. <laughs> that's, that's why they keep coming. They're not, you know, they came for the jujitsu and they stayed because their best friends are all here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of a good point. Like there's movies about gamers who fucking finally meet. And they're like, we're best friends. I've, I've never met my best friend. And then they meet in real life, and it's like, holy shit. Like, oh, my God. And it's like, so how fucked is that? So you know, weird. It's like we, we've gone through some campaigns together, brother. Like, <laughs> oh you know what I mean? It's like it doesn't I – don't, I, don't I don't get it, and maybe they are finding a little bit of that, but I guarantee it's not putting your hands on another human yeah. downstairs yeah. and having that connection because that's, that's – It's more the, the, just the shared struggle. And even though you're one-on-one, so you're fighting an individual match, like just being on the mats together, that is a shared... When everybody is out there rolling six-minute rounds for how, you know, by round five and you're just completely fucking dying, but everybody's still going, that's, that's that shared struggle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Along with the intimacy of like having your fucking hands on each other, like cheek-to-cheek -cheek and, yeah, as you're trying to kill each other. I don't... For me, I don't get the whole group thing like... You know what? There's some diversity in cheek-to-cheek. Cheek-to-cheek. Butt-cheek-to-butt-cheek. It's still cheek-to-cheek. -cheek. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking more like seatbelt. You could be loving your woman or try, trying, to kill your, trying to kill your friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, that threw me for a loop. <laughs> I just blanked out when you said the seatbelt. Come over here. I'll put you in seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, let me calm you down. <laughs> Butt-cheeks. Was it... Cheek to cheek. All I remember him saying, cheek to cheek. Yeah. Diversity, friends. Oh, we're talking about connection. connection. Oh, I don't get like the whole group thing where it's like uh, I'm rolling over here and like five groups over there. I know someone else is rolling, and the end of the night, uh, we all come together and line up, and it's like we all did this together. It's like yeah. I don't fucking get that. What I get is with every person that I go with, and it's this is where. This is probably the most woo-woo I'll get, but it's like when you roll with someone, I feel like you get their intent, their personality, their energy of that day, whether they had a good or a bad day. If it's a new person and they do cheap shit on you, you kind of learn the personality of that person and how they probably operate in life. Yeah. And you kind of get a feel for just whether this person's fun, whether the, I mean, you can still be applying chokes, but you can be dicks about it. You can be struggling. You can be fighting it. You can be smooth. You can be playing a game and you kind of, you feel, you understand that person in a way that's like when you're done at the end of that six minutes and you slap and bump, it's kind of like avatar. We connected ponytails. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get you. And they're like, I get you. And it's like, cool. Yeah, everything but penetration, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. No. What's that oil can? <laughs> yeah. No, um I I I think I think it's super important. Like that's why when uh 
Johnny came for we were gonna do um, the Warrior Healer podcast yeah. that didn't yeah. end up working out. Um, but uh, can I get one of those? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, let's have a round. Yeah. Let's <laughs> here. Here, I'll pass it to you. Hold on. Teamwork. Here we go. I'm gonna roll that just a little bit. Not a lot. Podcast fluid. Um, Jackpot. But uh, anywho, uh, yeah, I, I I I hadn't met him yet, but I knew he was here, and it was like, well, shit, I better run down to the gym real quick. During guns and geese, before I go to the campfire and cook, because I might, <laughs> I might not. There's another thing, right, that came out of this gym. Like I, I found a passion for cooking. You yeah. know, I always liked it, but didn't Good be able to like, hey, I'm gonna do this for the gym. Like I enjoy that. Like it's just one more thing. Anyway, Fuck sorry, yeah. that's um, awesome. But uh, like, I, it makes me want to start a little company. Um, <laughs> but uh, company. I like how you say company. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to get a chance to have a, a role with him before actually meeting him mm-hmm. because it was like, well, if that's, if that's how we meet and we only have 15 minutes to hang out, fuck, like I'm going to know who the fuck you are. If, if I had it my way and I had a company, my interviews would be on a jujitsu man. <laughs> yeah. We should, we should start an eight, like a staffing company. <laughs> You know what I mean? And just say, hey, no, like, this guy is not what you want. Like, this is, yeah, I, we could. I mean, because you do, you learn enough about somebody. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. well, how hard are they going to work? Are they assholes? Are this? Maybe you got socially, right? Maybe, I can't read. But, but my, <laughs> my jujitsu doesn't tell you that. <laughs> you know? But I, I, it's, <laughs> it's important, I think, to, uh, to have that connection and it was it was interesting because i only got about 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. of jujitsu and then bsing and then i had to fucking dip out and we were off to the next event for um, guns and geese and it was like okay i i know what he's about yeah i i you know more than more i got to know him more right there than i did the rest of the night at the bonfire yeah you know and that's that was good enough for me yeah you know? it's like okay yeah, Rachel texted me and asked if I was going to be there one day. He was there, and uh, she's like, I want you to meet him, and I want you to roll with him. And uh, fuck, I've been slammed at work, and I think I got here right before class started and did class, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm just so ready to go home. But uh, he, Rachel ended up grabbing me, and she's like, roll around with him. And so I met him <laughs> real quick, and I did a round. And, uh, but it was good. It's like, I could tell what he was about. Like you said, like his style, his strength, when he wanted to explode, just how he moved. It wasn't dick issue. You know, you could just Mm -hmm. tell how people move. And, uh, yeah, it was like, he got done doing the guns and geese. Like he's very motivated at the moment he's in good spirits and it's like i got all that i could feel that from him Mm -hmm. of course i had to go neon belly because i had to crush it (laughs) but i felt like he was you know yeah coming from a fucking fantastic weekend Mm -hmm. and just through rolling someone it's like i beaming beaming Mm -hmm. had to crush it beaming (laughs) crush it (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean he was a good role no absolutely and then like after we sat down and like bullshitted towards the end of the weekend and it was like, Oh fucking yeah. cooler than shit. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's special to have, to have that. So yeah, we should start a company, <laughs> company, 
company. Uh, just making people roll first. It is interesting you say that because... Yeah, it's funny. Is it, hang on. This makes me think of <laughs> when I went into the electrician's apprenticeship, one of the things you have to do is you actually do have to go do a little miniature PT test. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. And so you go to one of these dock-in-the-box walk-in clinic things, and they've got a room set up in the back, and uh, they tell you to wear like jeans and work boots because they want you dressed like you will be on a construction site. And so you go in the back and they have you, I think, what do you walk on a treadmill for like seven minutes? Mm-hmm. And then you, <laughs> you get up, you like, you hold like a five pound weight and climb up and down a ladder <laughs> and you do, it's, it's ridiculous. You have right? to take con lift a thing, a conduit and walk upstairs and come back down. And yeah, it's like yeah. firefighters. It, uh, essentially that's what it is. It, it's like it's, an occupational it's, therapy. Exactly. Yeah. It's like an occupational physical test or some shit but uh is it hard at all no but yeah, when i was when i was sitting like in the lobby waiting for my turn to come in <laughs> the guy who comes out ahead of me he's sweating and he's like panting he's like oh man <laughs> he looks at me he goes good luck in there <laughs> <laughs> we're never gonna make it bro <laughs> <laughs> i was kind of walking in there going like okay what what do we got here but then it made me realize that some people are i mean 60% of Americans shape. are obese. Imagine if you walked into a job interview and it's Jordan standing there in his fucking like rash guard and he's like, hey, come on in. You, you my 10 o'clock? Yeah. And you have no idea what's coming. Do you think it'll make you better? That's just a funny thought. Well, Sorry. like. <laughs> made me laugh. That's a skit. How fit do you have to be to make coffee? How fit do you have to be to program? How fit do you have to be Not to- very. Right, and so it's like, but you, you would find they out be better? Spirit, yeah. So would they be better at their job if they worked out more or did like? Does I think they're motivating they would that be inner spirit? Yes. Does that equal performance in job? I think it. It. I think it adds to the why Electric North is so good is because the spirits are so high. And yeah. people feel that instantly. Yeah. And that happens because everybody's coming here and working their ass off. Yeah. It's why people, I'm guaranteed there's people who go to CrossFit and they feel the same thing at CrossFit. Yeah. But they don't get the added benefit of actually knowing what the fuck somebody's about. Yeah. You know? They, because I, I, it, don't think the, I don't think you get the connection in a, a gym gym. No, you have, to, you have to physically have a contact with people. You have yeah. to have that, that ponytail connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, that... That is where this is coming from. It is coming down like crazy outside. Oh, that's that's rain. Wow. That's rain. Holy crap. Wow. Good thing I got my roof done. Um, <laughs> just in time. Yeah. Just oh. got some paint on that chicken coop. Oh. Yeah. You getting, Did you? you getting chicken soon? I am going to get chicken soon, but I, I I haven't finished the run. I'm Like everything in my life, I'm 95% of the way there, 90% of the way there, and it's like... <laughs> Come on, just ten percent, and you'll be done with so many things. It's time to start a new project. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> that kitchen that still two years later, you know, three. Okay, three. <laughs> you know, like just all that the carpets. Like I called the carpet guy. Carpet guys are gonna sometime. They could have. They could have <laughs> done it Thursday. At some but point, I'm just gonna show up at your house and start making a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, you're going to walk out back, and you're going to see a couple grills. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's a sweet little setup I got back there. <laughs> you know, I've been watching um, House Camping. Dude, there's there's a guy, and I want to say it's Wilderness Cooking. Um, there's a couple guys that I like to watch on Instagram, and I had to delete my Instagram. Sorry, 
sidetrack. Uh, Too many but, dick pics? Yeah. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the fans yeah. came through. Yeah, I couldn't stop staring. Um, no, this guy. Um, That's why the kitchen hasn't been built. <laughs> on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> this just, podcast is ruining, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, um, but he has, like, these cooking, um, like, apparatuses. And I don't know what the hell, like, where this guy's at. It's, like, like in Turkey or something. I have no fucking clue. Um, but... Uh, he has like this little well thing that's like it puts the lotion on Buffalo Bill and he'll start a fire in this little like fucking dungeon thing and uh, he'll hang meat inside of it. And it, it's basically like a smoker. Yeah. But then he like puts a lid on it and then puts mud around it. Yeah. And it, dude, it's the coolest thing. It'll cook like a full lamb in it, or it'll cook. That's uh, like uh, yeah. Turkish or yes, yes. You know where I they do ovens, like clay, and clay then like well, yeah. they have. He has a clay oven. Yeah. He has a, a pit that's just like like I said, it's like a well. Yeah, it's not to anything, and it's like maybe as deep as big as his punching bag. Um, yeah, that's how you make tandoori chicken. It is. I think that yeah. Put it in that fiery well. But it's yeah. But it's, it's a not, huge pit. It's like six feet deep. Yeah. Is yeah. it lined with brick or brick? this is Usually, lined with brick? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, just light a fire in the bottom. Yeah. He takes a bunch yeah, of sticks bunch of wood. And, and lights it, and then lets that kind of burn down. And then he'll take and kind of like he'll put like a pan down there full of uh, rice or something that he cooks, and then he'll hang with this little um, cross um, brace thing. Um, hang a lamb from it or hang like a, a quarter of a, um, like a rear oh, ham like, like or something. Or, yeah. Hind yeah. quarter of a beef or something. And, uh, dude, it just, it looks so fucking cool. And it's like, I could do that. Yeah. Do I want to start that rocket project right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. When I bought that place, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill it. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to have all the money and, uh, be able to, you know, take care of it and, do what I want to do, and I ran out of money. <laughs> That's homeownership. And then ran out of motivation, and I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll be motivated to do this every day, and I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I am. That nap sounds great right now. <laughs> mm. like, I know. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I struggled to get up and make it to practice today. Yeah. Yeah. No. What? You come home before you, I, you get here? Yeah, because we leave work at 2. Oh, nice. Yeah. What time so. do you start? Six. Nice. Yeah, yeah there's too Fuckers much time. get to leave early. Yeah. Leave early. Yeah. We leave to work early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on the road same time as you boys. Are you? Yeah, I get up at four. Oh, Oof. gross. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hard. What yeah. can I say? Because hard. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah, dude. It's a hell of a week. Pee break, pee break, pee break. Who who would show up? What? You know, for for you, like, or or as. I I went to a funeral one time for one of my dad's buddies, and it was like a thousand people were there, and famous people were there, and like famous like to this area or well known and like. Everyone that spoke was like, this was the greatest man ever and stuff like that. And I always think, when you die, who's coming to your funeral? And I think that kind of like, who's by your side? Mm -hmm. You know, who comes for that? 
You know, and I think that's a mark of what you put into this world and the effect you've had on the people existing around you. Yeah. Well, even even what that does for your family to show up and see that and be like, holy shit. Yeah, support. Like, like the, the amount of, the kind of uh, impact this person has had is... Um, it, that's a representation of of the impact that somebody has had on on people, and like to know, like oh, like the life the life that was led by somebody or is led by somebody is is so um, individual. Like my parents don't know you guys, right? Yeah. Like I, I've I've told them they they've heard you guys, I'm sure. But like you know, my parents don't know everybody on the gym. My parents don't even know I do a podcast. Oh what? <laughs> oh my Are you god! Serious? My mom does, but my dad and my stepmom have no clue. Uh, they could care Mike, these less. These are subscribers. They, they could care less, dude. I guarantee you. Well, yeah. Well, never fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. that guy. Star power. Fucking <laughs> this fucking nerd. But, I mean, I think that's, like, for, okay, to go back to my thing of communication, that's why this gym is, like, important or it's, it has, like, seems to have kind of a deeper purpose. And through Greg, like, he's communicating to us. Like, you can communicate verbally, you can communicate non-verbally through action, through what you do in life, and you can help push people. You can tell them about biohacking or benefits of certain things that shave recovery or help mental focus, you know, whatever it is. And so when you have someone that's constantly communicating, that. I think that's what they're doing is it's they're having impact on other people's lives. And to go to that funeral thing, who's coming to your funeral, the more you communicate with people around you in the world, the more I think it lifts you up. You know, that's what all this is, is getting a better understanding of the world that's happening around me by talking to others, reading things, witnessing things. And, that's, I mean, a, a life well-spoken is going to bring you joy and fruitfulness and friends, whereas a shut-in, that guy with a headset on that gets home from work and plays Call of Duty, he doesn't have friends at his funeral. And so it's like, that's what is fun about, like, doing this and talking about this. This is, like, what it's about. That's sometimes the problem I have with philosophy and these philosophers, like even like existential existentialism, like weird guys like Dakar and stuff. And it's it's cool old philosophy, but like they were fucked up people and they would do fucked up experiments and stuff on animals because they're I don't know. They're lamenting what is the purpose. Or like the monk guy that's going to sit on the mountain and think until he writes what he feels. But it's like, you know what that guy's not doing? He's not living. He's not having those experiences of community, of bonds, of like we went elk hunting and we were on the top of the mountain in an amazing place. It's like, fuck philosophy. That is philosophy. That is how life is supposed to be done is by experiments and 
or experiences and pushing yourself and going the action of doing and surrounding yourself with the world, the people around you in this world and the closest people around you in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it. it is a special bond. And, and I mean, going, I would feel that people talk about in hunting, right? Like finding a hunting partner is like, it's, it's like a relationship. It's like a marriage. It's like a, it's like a, you know, dating. Yeah. And it's, it's very like, it's personal because you have that. And I would say going hunting with somebody is uh, like spending a day hunting with somebody. It's a first when you're date. Hard, when it's you, primal. It's a, it's a first date, but it's very much like getting on the mats and doing a round of jujitsu. Yeah. yeah I was, I was going to say, if you hunted with someone regularly and often, um, you would get to know them as intimately, I think, as as you do rolling with them. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that because uh, because you because it's a physical and an uh, an emotional um, roller coaster. Yeah, you know, you're pushing each other. You're trying to make decisions. Like you know, okay, is this decision being made out of cowardice because you don't want to go to that next ridge? Yeah, is that because you do you truly think that that's a good idea, or do you want to just like maybe we should just turn around, you know, maybe we should just, and it's like, you, you gotta, and you gotta make those calls and like you're learning together and you're trying to like, you're trying to, uh, be diplomatic with how you're, how you're portraying what you think is right. And like all these different things. And that same thing happens on the mat. You know, when somebody's trying to be a dick and they're trying to impose their will on the mat, you know, when you're in the mountains, when somebody's like, this is what we're doing. Versus, like, I think this will work. What do you think? Like, I'm giving mm-hmm. you, like, let's feed, let's fake, let, make this our hunt, not your hunt or my hunt, you know? Yeah. And I think that's how back when people needed to hunt to survive, that's probably how they did it, or they learned to hunt together. And they learned, like, hey, it doesn't matter if you kill it or I kill it, we're killing it and we're going to have food. Yeah. And that's like, because I've gone on those hunts where it's like, who's getting it? And then it's like, whoa, like this, it didn't feel right. But when we went. <laughs> How many tags we got? <laughs> yeah, when we went, it was <laughs> like, it was like, let's just fucking get something down. Let's go. Like, yeah. and having that like feeling of like, we're working together. We're a unit yeah. versus like, okay, like if I, whoever gets the shot, fucking shoot, you know, or like, but it's more like. It's that, it's that feeding off of it. It's wanting to see each other succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're getting here. And that's why well, I, it's, I would it's feel putting the group ahead of yourself. Yeah. And I'd feel perfectly comfortable going hunting with anybody at this gym that I know, you know, that like that I've rolled with and has had like that, that feeling. I, I would feel confident in, in taking somebody and doing an intimate thing in being willing to spend a weekend and actually like do something with somebody like that. Yeah. Because. I mean, this is as good of a clearinghouse for that kind of thing as anything else. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is, again, why we should start that company. Job interview. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That's, you know. You are the first person I've hunted with from the gym, you know, and it's like uh, it has worked out well. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you are in you're into hunting more than most. But like if I had to go with someone that was green, you know, it's like 
I understand I'm going to be showing them a lot of things, but I still under I think someone from here would be able to do it and like be open minded and yeah. put in effort and stuff. But uh, like it, it, you are the first person from this gym, and your hunting style is very similar, kind of to mine and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, and it. it Especially doing this elk hunt because we've done what duck and turkey now, yeah. and this is the first time doing large uh, animals. You know, and archery elk can be fucking. It's make or break. Some people kind of get how to do it, and some people don't. I I haven't killed an elk with my bow yet, mm -hmm. so it's like I I guess I don't get how to do it. But in a way, I know how to get into animals and get in their area, and you it just it, it's it's vibed very well mm -hmm. and i also think some of it is like you and i kind of doing shooting together and having trigger time and just i don't know for even from the space of jujitsu you learn someone's proximity kind of where they're gonna go where you are in relationship some if it's someone completely new may, like maybe they just run off 300 yards mm -hmm. and you're like oh shit where'd this person go mm -hmm. but you kind of start to learn how to work and move as a team and it, it's it's been good yeah hunting and i felt that a lot on this last elk hunt yeah no that was it was great it's too bad toba didn't make it out because dude it, it would have been it would have been a blast. I mean, you thought bear hunting's fun, dude. This no, would have fucking. Those pictures were fucking incredible. That was like some National Geographic shit. I hey, when Kozak says I'm gonna take you to my honey hole, yeah. you come to his honey hole. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like the the you you couldn't hear the elk's bug the the elk bugling in that area was it was so fun and just like. It, it just pumps you up. It's yeah. it's a it's a shot of adrenaline when all of a sudden you're you call out and all of a sudden they're firing off in this bowl. Yeah, and there's you know not. It's a bunch of them. It's a, it's yeah. There's three or four down in this, and then I mean we ended up seeing. Not them. only you hear them, but like they are coming at yeah. you when they're horny. God damn, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we were probably. James 40. could have stuck that arrow through the bush and hit that elk probably. Yeah. If he just would, you know, put it in his hand. Uh huh. That bush was like six feet thick, yeah. and that elk was just right there, yeah. just talking, screaming. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Was it was cool, and it was it was off. It was off a ways. I, you know, we could have set up a little better. And we, but though. we it but we just in the moment. Yeah, we discussed it and we figured out like okay now now we know you know. This is, how, this is how we're going to... And that's the cool thing about it. It's like you're yeah. constant learning well, and you're evolution. You're, you're literally literally developing tactics and SOPs. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're we, SOPing the fuck out of it we did. Yeah. Whatever that means. Jordan. Standard, standard operating, operating procedure. <laughs> I fucking knew that. <laughs> <laughs> SOPs. Um, come on, guys. Get with it. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was just... It was... It was nice. Uh, they were firing off, and uh, yeah, that one charged in. Probably, I bet it probably came 150 yards, yeah, 200 yards, and fucking ran up on us because it, it had to have been up there. It was far away, and he came in looking to fight. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. My favorite part is like <laughs> I laid down with my bow and that arrow knocked, uh -huh. and I laid in like a fucking bee's nest, oh, no. and like they're swarming out, and I'm trying to be really careful, but it's like it's like I can deal with this, I can deal with this, and you're back there bugling, and I look back, 
and you got that little sapling, or it's big tree, but you're fucking shaking it back and forth like it's raking and looking to fight, and it's like, dude, if this elk comes out and I get a shot off and I get stung in the face by a bee, completely worth it. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so as that's happening, I also like, because I got a perfect view of Kozak, and he's down, like, ducked and kind of tucked away, just kind of waiting. And I do see you kind of like doing some swatting in your face. <laughs> but then pr- pretty soon he had his fucking hat off and he's like fucking using his hat to, like, to bat these bees away. And, it's um, good. I was in a tree though. It was so it? funny. It was so funny. We just couldn't get it to step out in the field. It just, it did, It was waiting for wind and it started bugling a, di- uh, bugling a little different as like to like uh, show yourself like where yeah. you at kind yeah. of thing. Um so, yeah, we 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 need a cardboard cut of, cut out of an elk. Well, so like they, that they happens, have, and you just run out. You know those catch, ones through the bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say those Montana decoys that are just like a, a bow. Uh, you know, you put it on the front of your bow, and it's like a fucking elk's ass. You know what I mean? Or, or like you know a doe's head and or the arrow a cow's comes head. Out the tail and you shoot. <laughs> yeah, just out the butthole. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh man, yeah. dude! Do you think anyone's ever been shot by using a decoy like that? Like they have one of those on their oh. bow, like antlers. No, I feel I like haven't. rifle would happen. Yeah, but you can't. You don't fuck around with that with rifle. No <laughs> yeah, way. Dude. That's what I mean. You yeah. fucking paint that thing orange, dude. Somewhere just... in Montana, it's got to happen. Uh, Colorado. I, I guarantee friendly fire has happened. Absolutely, but it's like. You know, I I know people up here in Washington hunting that they're just kind of pieces of shit, and they'll shoot at a moving bush, and they're just like, ah, people aren't up here. Oh like, man, oh God you damn. piece of crap! Like, and verbatim has said that, like, oh, there's there's nobody out where I hunt. That's kind of why I do Fuck like you. archery hunt. Yeah, you know, it's like no one's really gonna nail you from over eighty yards away. Yeah, well, and. Archery hunting is like uh, the pace is slower because you yes and so you, it's you quiet can't not identify your target really yeah I guess you could just fire an arrow into a bush but yeah I mean I would <laughs> I rather I'd rather be shot taking. with a bullet than an arrow yeah oh yeah those broadheads <laughs> are gnarly <sighs> I'd, my, that, aren't bullets hot though like having a bullet in you burning you maybe think, it's cauterizing I, I, things you, you ever got a cut broadhead would be best you ever got cut yeah you don't feel like, it. If it oh, just went shit. through, that, you would dude, every, feel that, bud. How oh. many videos do you see of elk getting shot with arrows, and they're like, and then they just resume and they fall over? But you've never seen a video of an elk get shot. It's like, oh, what the fuck is that? Hey, grass. Do you think you'd get shot and then be like. Cry. Just go back to, like, whatever the fuck you were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you know. Sipping my beer. Yeah, you're <laughs> sipping a beer. You're fucking, Ow! That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Pace of life. <laughs> back to it. I don't know. I Fuck no, you wouldn't. You'd see smoke rolling out of your fucking. See, but in my head, i rather get <laughs> shot than stabbed. But in a weird that's way, my, that's I, my mom's. <laughs> that's so funny you said that. My mom, when she was in high school, that was her like thing against gun control. 
what? She was like, I'd rather be shot than stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when she was in high school, they had something and that was her argument. Oh my goodness. For a debate. It seems, maybe a bullet seems quicker, but it might, I don't know. They both are not going to be good for you. No. I just it's just the uh the brutality of the the broadhead seems far worse. Yeah. Even, it's a even big hole. I get it that a rifle bullet delivers a whole lot of like energy and there's there's a lot of physics there's involved. A lot of kinetic it's force, just the yeah. uh the medievalness of the the broadhead. Yeah. One of those expanding broadheads, could you imagine? Four inch hole. It's just gonna, oh, yeah, it's, well, it's, then you're it's done. It's gonna does. shred a like a one and a quarter inch hole like through your chest cavity. So, do you think an arrow is more lethal than getting hit than with like a bullet? I don't know because of, bullets because of spread the out physics. and fragment, yeah. and you can have little pieces go in little areas. But uh, like supposedly, it's harder to track. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking from what I heard, CSI. <laughs> But if you get shot with an arrow that's like a two and a half inch broadhead, you literally have like a two and a half inch hole yeah. going all through yeah. everything. Plus Maybe bladers. The, yeah, plus bladers. Well, and could you imagine like and that's ripping through you. That's yeah. just, I, I, it's it's not stopping. It, it might hit a bone and stop. Could you imagine that? <laughs> all of a sudden, you look down, <laughs> oh, you got an arrow that's sticking Ace out of you. It's in the bone. Oh, you got fucking dirt in your neck, bro. My <laughs> dude. Could you imagine? Oh, forget that. Yeah. You know what's weird? Uh, did you see that post? Uh, I, Rogan reposted it, but it was an arrow found in, was it like Greenland or like Ireland? Oh, yes. Yeah. I, somewhere Nordic. Yeah. And it was like a, what was it? Eight, like 8,000 year old arrow something or something. crazy like yeah. that. And it's like, man, the bow and arrow, you walking through the woods with that thing. It is human. There is something that's like, I am meant to do this. Yeah. It feels like this is inhuman. Like, this is right. Like, it's fun walking through the woods with my rifle because it's like, bang, bang, I'm a badass. You know, if something's a couple hundred yards away, I can shoot it. Mm -hmm. But being close with an intimate and trying to be quiet with that bow and mimicking animals, like everyone thinks of hunting and it's like, oh, I got to be super sneaky. But when we get into those elk, it's like, what are we doing? We're banging trees. When you walk up to your spot to hide behind a tree, you're crunching it so it sounds like an elk moving. That cadence of like pretending to be an animal, I identify as an elk <laughs> for the that week. That's fun, and there's something about doing that with my bow that brings me a greater sense of enjoyment than I do with my rifle. A hundred percent. I think I think having a bow is, like you said, it's a, this primal feeling of like this is this feels right. You can shoot, a, and it it only takes drawn back a fucking recurve. I've never seen anybody shoot a recurve and just go, ah, it's fun. Like I go, I think they they find like enjoyment in it, or just a just a long, uh, uh, just a string and a stick. You know what I mean? Just it doesn't matter what it is. It's just drawing it back and shooting it. And the first time you shoot that and just feel the energy off that, it's like, boom. holy shit! Like that is fun. And then all of a sudden, like you just find this like. Zen spot, and you could just shoot your bow all day. Just a recurve bow, and that's why I'm so pissed off. They're trying to take that out of schools. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is that is something that we need to lean into being human, 
Like that is a thing, a, a physical thing in the physical world that's been happening for apparently eight fucking thousand years. Yeah. And like we're trying to get rid of it for some weird reason. Like, no, that's that's what's because you pick up that bow and you feel it just like you said, it just feels it feels, feels right. right. It feels, you know, yeah, there's a lot. What, what do they call it? Is it? Uh, oh, God, what was Tyler calling it? Not uh, eugenics. Uh, oh, epigenetics. Epigenetics, where you have inherited memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there probably is like a feeling of it's um, in your DNA. Well, that's why they say people are scared of spiders and snakes, is because back in the day, arachnids and stuff used to be way larger, and serpents were everywhere, and lizards and all that shit. But it's like you can show a baby which hasn't been uh, exposed. Hang on, yeah. you can show a baby. Uh, good move. Uh, which hasn't been exposed to any of those. You can show them pictures of it, and they have fear responses where their pupils dilate, like their heart rhythms start to mm-hmm. fluctuate. And it's like, that kid shouldn't know what that is, but he responds. We have we have traits or we have memories of the past or where we came from. That's why fire feels good. That's why things cooked over fire always taste better than things cooked over electric. These are memories from our past that live in our, I don't know, the epigenetics, the DNA, the essence. Maybe that's just what being a person is, is you always love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I Well, why do people try and fight that? convenience because to do all those things is a lot longer and tougher to start a fire is harder than to turn on your ac to go in the mountains and pursue that is way harder than to go in burger king and get no your but food. i mean like why why would they try and like pull that out of schools yeah, I, I think they want all prime or they the the quote unquote they mm-hmm. i think the authoritarians who are attempting to um sort of gain control of the United States of America and turn it into an authoritarian government, um, they they understand that all of these primal skills, whether it's shooting, hunting, um, even even like fossil fuels, right? Be, just because it, it provides some measure of independence. You can't remotely shut off... Uh, an internal... Like, an internal bustion can, engine can be created that... Uh, doesn't have any electronics on it, right? Just the the distributor cap and the spark plug wires. Mm -hmm. And that means you can't electronically shut it down. Mm -hmm. Um, An electric car will have all kinds of electronics in it, and you can just wire in a relay with a remote uh, radio uh, uh, receiver, and you can put a shutdown switch on it. It's It's why we should be resisting digital currency, because you can put a shutdown switch on it. I just got notice in the mail that the PUD is putting new smart meters on all our houses Mm -hmm. that they can, you know, and it's supposed to be big hooray because now the meter readers don't have to walk up and read your meter. They just need to drive by within close enough proximity for the the little electric or the, the RFID signal to get picked up. But that means that that smart meter also has a switch on it that can be turned off remotely. Mm -hmm. So the more we become reliant on electronics, the more susceptible we are to, I mean, think about like going to retire in 20 years. Be like, yeah, you know what? We don't like uh, your politics. And so we're just not going to turn on, you know, because all our money's digital now. Mm-hmm. It's been forever. Yeah. 
doesn't exist. So yeah. this is something that we've been talking about. So, so I'm sorry, but yeah, going sorry, back to, I, I think that there is a push to suppress sort of what I would call like primal or traditional skills because they all sort of center around independence because people had to sort of do for themselves, right? Not sort of do for themselves. You had to do for yourself. And if you know how to do for yourself, then you're not reliant on anything. And that's kind of what training Northwest is based around is this idea that in order to become free to the point that nobody can take it from you, you have to be able to do everything. Like you have to have a small community of people and you guys as a group need to be able to accomplish all of the uh, tasks and skill sets that come with those bottom level Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your food, water, shelter, safety. And safety includes things like medical and uh, it's not just security with a gun. It's food. No, it's yeah. high it's level food. knowledge safety, of how the body works. Yeah. It's high level yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledge of nutrition. So the more people become independent by just having more abilities, the more those traditional skills need to get sort of suppressed so that you become dependent. And once you're dependent on the food being in the grocery store and your social credit account being active so that you can swipe your little card or your little RFID thing and get your food from the grocery store, then then you're just under somebody's thumb. They can make you do anything they want. It's a fine line because dependence has gotten us so much. Like, to get the lights we have on, to have like the cars we drive to have these houses built to have these communities these jobs this uh, all of this stuff takes if you're constantly don't get me wrong i think it's important yes i'm 100% on board with what you're saying but if you're constantly having to live those five rules of survival and you do it yourself it takes so much time that you don't have time to put into other things yeah it's subsistence living so yeah so as life goes on and technology kind of from the stone age continuing on to today it's like well to get the guys to to get a village that can then chop down enough wood to make enough houses, we need to have a lot of grain, right? right? So now once we get a lot of grain, well, hey, so you don't have to be a farmer. You, I'll give you this grain for cheap because we're growing it for everyone, and now you can spend all your day chopping wood. Now we chop enough wood, we can build houses, and this continues on and on and on, and that's how we get complexity in technology. And the stuff that, I mean, it's not bad to have lights. It's not bad to have oh no no no. what i'm saying no 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 i know started as convenience became dependence no i know so at what point does it become reliance is bad i have to say a certain part of reliance is good because i am able to go to the grocery store when it gets exploited yeah yeah when when, which is what's happening right now yeah it when reliance becomes compliance well or and yeah Control. So when you're saying someone can shut it off, well, when somebody, so then it's like the power's been given though. The, well, when it gets to the point of corruption, y- yeah. So you have a village, and you just like you said, that village is growing grain, so people can go chop wood, and then that wood gets chopped, and now there's they're building houses, yeah. and now 
all of a sudden we get houses built and then there's people that are coming up that they don't need to chop wood because the house is already built. Okay, well then what are they what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And they start moving that needle forward in technology and and comfort. But pretty soon like it ends up being more compliance than reliance. Like you 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 there's got to be a balance between the two where it's like, that's why I think small farming is important and stuff instead of having mass commercial farming. There needs to be a bit of community a reliance yeah, yeah, to create a because surplus, then, but there also needs to be like, you know, a little bigger picture besides just the community too. How do we bring all the communities together to be a global or like to make, Easy, Hang on, global. Uh, I meant United down. States. Slow down here. No, to make yeah. like your nation stronger, to make your country stronger. But I don't think making your country stronger is having five factory farms throughout the United States no. because then whether no, it's, whether it's power saying we're shutting this off or a disaster, now these five farms are gone well, and no one has food. So that's where it's like there has to be a happy medium where it's like we, all we have to be reliant enough, but we also have to have the system working for us. It's like, hey, well, you guys provide a little for yourself, and we're going to pick up the slack and make other things better. It's why Just there's that rules same. against monopolies, but well, they're laws, right? But it's not really working right now, is it? No. But the fact of the matter is that is the thought process behind that. Yeah. The thought pro- if we have one farm to rule them all, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we shut that down, yeah. or somebody who controls that can shut that down yeah. and say, hey, hey, no, no, I want more. I want more. And it's like, whoa, whoa, well, the, the only reason people are eating is because my stuff. So I feel like I'm so entitled. And then all of a sudden, it's like it, it throws things out of whack. And that's why, like, you see billionaires doing crazy shit and because they that, that technology has been moved so forward, that wood chopper and all that shit, now it's like, oh, it's Jeff Bezos doing fucking Amazon. Not saying that you shouldn't get paid for the... Thing you've made and provided but at some point like it's so far out of fucking touch with reality yeah that if we had just a family farm down the street that we all got our eggs and meat and dairy like everything we needed from yeah like and we could rely on that and there was another farm over here that would grow wheat and then and there's another farm that's growing corn and the, you know and we could just interact within our own community and we didn't get online and we could just go do those things and like provide a service for them or some sort of good for our group like that it would just i feel like that would be that's the way to live yes like that's the way to truly live cuz you don't need all this all this technology bullshit i mean it's yes, like, it's, we're it's enamored awesome sitting with here. stuff yes we, and, and it's kind shiny, of folly. shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff is nice but don't let stuff consume your life. life the purpose of having this stuff is to use it to amplify your life life is about this. this gym yeah life is about having a group of people that want you to succeed and do good things we are just in a time in in the world and space or whatever that all these technologies are at our fingertips and it's kind of making shit fall apart Yes. I think I think if we were if we were 
40 years behind where we're at right now, I think we wouldn't feel the way we feel. Do you think China does it right in a way where it's like they limit internet time? They understand that. Fuck China. They do not know anything. No, 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 no. I mean, just like for, I I do believe you're right. You can see it in the the TikTok algorithms. Yeah. Where apparently, I I don't know because I haven't been on TikTok, but according to everybody... Yeah. Show if us you, your dance. Yeah. He if does a dance. He does this yeah. dance, guys. Yeah. All <laughs> the pretty girls dance act. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> oh, but do you think Apparently that you would... guys have been watching? Um so American TikTok is all just mindless bullshit. Yeah. Whereas in China what it's all STEM. What yeah, exactly. They're shown other kids solving math problems or Rubik's Cubes or doing art projects. And so you can see the Chinese company is feeding two different <laughs> versions of this is what fun looks like, this is what success looks like to two different uh, cultures, right? Like the it's last, so fucking obvious. The last thing I watched on Instagram before I came here was like a some guy like Cajun hillbilly cooking an alligator with tons of butter on a flat top griddle, and it's yes. like, yeah, it's just mindless bullshit. It ah, wasn't. And it, uh, <laughs> I, I I think uh, that that you could at least. Chalk Jordan's up to offended. spreading arts and culture. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Mindless bullshit. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I forget on, what babe. it is. I forget what uh, Stick of butter, babe. Stick of butter. Yep. <laughs> Bow. And he throws it on the griddle. I know the guy you're talking about. Stick of butter, babe. Um, yeah, I mean. But once again, all right. The, Let's the, wrap this I, up with the communication idea. I right? deleted tick or not TikTok. I never TikTok. had TikTok. I I deleted Grindr? Instagram uh, the is other day. Is I, there I, still an enlightened Neanderthal. Space? There is. I got to figure out how to log back into it. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> the dick ticks, dick pics made him turn it was off just Instagram. Too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a forest of cocks. <laughs> Burned out his retina. <laughs> I was like, hey, look at these guys just fucking. You know, is that a wart? Yeah. Uh. If you had to wear a, an eye patch like a pirate because you ha- saw so many dick pics, it would fuck. My dad's like perception's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I can't. It's just been. It's just so much. It's so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. So much. Can't see a cock through the dick. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Okay. So to bring this back to communication, but that's what. Um, the internet, like we're saying, this problem of like mindless stuff being shown on your social media feeds and it pulls you away from maybe a deeper meaning or having deeper relations with people or just pursuing your life because you're, what they say, br- bread and circus in Rome? Give just, them bread and circus and it feeds you. I, so that is bad communicating. You're filling a void of wanting to talk to people with just something that hits off in neural pathways or it gives a response instead of you're having that quick little fix, you know, the kid on his terrarium back in the day. And it's like, yeah, it's cool to see someone else doing it. But when you spend years working on your own terrarium and master it, it's better. So we're starting to lose communication. And also, everything we're you see on the news is communication. Everybody wants to... Com- the reason, I think, why there's depression right now is because we've gone past a a way of, like, 
communicating. It's one way communication, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's dominating communication right now. Like you get on Instagram and it is just you're you're riddled with successful people doing successful things and all these people have all these different things. So I follow these guys and I see them every day. But guess what? I'm not doing fucking any of it. I am a piece of shit. I'm less than them. That's not true. Like, in no. look at you go back to the '90s, and it it wasn't like that at all. Like when before we had Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all these different fucking social media platforms. Shout out people, MySpace. Yeah, people. Yeah, what is up, Tom? Uh, Top five. You weren't you weren't comparing yourself to people in that regard. Well, you compared yourself to the people around you, not the people that you've never met. Yeah. You should compare yourself to the ones you work with. That's what school is in middle school and high school is learning who you are and dealing with different personalities. Why is this person smart? Why is this person popular? Why is this person strong? You're comparing yourself. The person that said comparison is the thief of joy is a retard because that's life. We're pattern recognition. You're comparing. You're looking. And what we compare is not what's in front of us. It's what's this ethereal thing on our phone but we're looking that at, most people don't live. We're, yeah, we're looking at that in comparing to the top 1% in the fucking world. That's not reality. No. And a lot of people won't achieve that. And also, a lot hey, of the shit on. we're... If you're comparing yourself to people on Instagram, a lot of them are fake. That's what I mean. Yeah, uh, that, okay. But that's that's kind of like what we're what? also pushing is like, hey, this guy's taking pictures with ducks all the time. And like, he's just this fucking dude that he, he's got a hot chick and he's got a bunch of money and he's doing silly shit and he's just living this life. It's like, well... That might work for him, but that's because you're fucking feeding his whole thing. Yeah. Like, he's not doing anything great. Make your life the ducks and the hot chick. Well, just, just Don't do... Don't watch just someone do, else do it. Just do something that yeah. you find joy in. Well, but that's what I said about philosophy earlier. That's what bothers me about the monk. Like, the people on Instagram are the monks saying... This is what it's about. This is what it's about. And it's like, everyone's like, yes, read the book. Read the chapters of this philosophy. Follow it. Read. But it's like, no. Life is about doing it. It's not about watching other people do it or read about people doing it. Or it's about your experiences. To create a deep life, you have to create your own philosophy. Right? And you can take examples from people. But it shouldn't be about your life is all about those examples. You need to constantly be creating those examples. You should be your TikTok. You should be your Instagram, right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about we are that right now, right? Like we're sitting here and we're talking and we're doing this and we're sitting around a little circle and there's somebody listening and they're they're doing that. For us right now, and maybe maybe that's why we're doing this. And the, and yeah. it's like, oh, is this is this like some sort of a clout? Is this some sort of a like why are we doing this? Why are we making this conversation happen? Somebody's gonna get something out of this. And I think a lot of people, you know, maybe not a lot. It depends on what you think, but I think there's guys around that enjoy this. I think we are enjoying it, 
and it's within our own community. And that's that's fucking good enough for me. That's enough yeah. for me. You know, but like it's also fun to like think like, oh, it's wide reaching. But then at that that point it's like, does that fucking matter at all? Like we're sitting here doing this and like why it comes back to the communication. Why are we doing this? We're doing this for Tobin, Mike, and myself yeah. to be able to sit down, plug into our reality and bullshit. Yeah. And that is important. And everybody, like, whether you're listening to this or not, or, or I mean, obviously, uh, people <laughs> people talk to each other somewhat, but to find a group of people and sit down and just bullshit around a fire or just bullshit around anything, doing whatever you want to do, making human connection and not having this, alternative reality of like what what you should be doing like this is what we should be doing we should be going to jiu-jitsu we should be going and hunting together we should be sitting down and talking that's what this all is about i I think blue collar people are generally more happy for that very reason because again you or i should maybe not all blue collar but everybody on construction sites pretty happy and I think it's because we interact with each other all day long and we're constantly having to sort of um, collaborate. Solve problems together. Yeah. And then afterwards, a lot of times on Fridays, everybody's like, hey, let's all go get a couple beers after work. And then everybody hangs out. And then a lot of, you know, probably two, three times a year, you'll get together on a Saturday night with families and everything. And it's... In the 80s, that was during the week, though. Fuck. <laughs> Missed those good days. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or on the job, even. Yeah, I would say at lunchtime, two, <laughs> two beer lunch. You know, there's a there's a local, and uh, I'm sorry to fucking interrupt yeah, no, you're what good. you're saying. Um, Tobin makes great points, but uh, <laughs> there's there's a local that like it's still in their contract. Oh, they can have two beers at lunch. No, that's that's in the contract though that there needs to be fridge space for two beers. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it's like they can't drink on the job, but that's still like worded in the contract. You you need to provide a fit fridge. For everybody on the job, so they could at least put two beers in the fridge. So like that's a sizing requirement for fridges, and like, but it's just hilarious. I bet being okay. a firefighter in the eighties was fun because fire departments up until the nineties used to have beer and vending machines in the departments. Oh, yes, shit. oh boy, holy shit! The, why they finally took them out is because a ladder truck, you know, like one of the big where you drive the cab and then the yeah. body's being driven by another person in the back. Yep. Like they fucking flipped it over and all the firefighters are hammered. Oh, shit. And then uh what is it? NFPA, National Fire yeah. Protection yeah. Agency. Uh they made a rule saying uh like alcohol's no, no, no more. No more drinking. And it job. was up until the late 90s. Holy shit. Fuck. It's wild to think you know Dude, I, I, my heart, I think, was in probably the, the <laughs> You're early born 80s. Too. Yeah. My, my, I feel like I wish my youth or my 20s or my current body should be like, <laughs> I wish I could go to like a, a fucking. You should have graduated death in Leopard like concert. 81. Yeah. You know? 82, probably. Yeah. 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 That would have been awesome. Get coked up and go watch Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Just go see Iron Maiden, yeah, yeah Def Leppard, yeah. fucking, yeah, Motley Crue. Just get some high my hair teased. Get some high tops. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. You would have the best perm, bro. Yes, you oh, would. Feathered yeah, hair, dude. perm. Curl, yeah. <laughs> uh, driving a Pontiac. <laughs> Fuck What's yeah. up? Uh, 
Yeah, dude. I. But that's also like I think part of that is all, is all that, you know. That communication of like you you had to live real lives because I, I think about this and maybe maybe younger people look at their parents and don't but like my dad lived a life and he's got these crazy fucking stories and my uncle's got these crazy stories yeah and it's like and they grew up like I think my dad graduated in eighty seven right and it's like or six eighty and whatever it doesn't matter like. That, um, and just these crazy shit that was happening back then. And as I got older, I graduated in 2008, like, that's, it It just, it was a different time with different technology and, like, you know, online shit was happening more and more and more. And so, like, he lived this life that was so unpadded and just like, raw. So I'm enamored with it. Yeah. versus the life that I've lived and I and that's part of what shaped like who I am I was like always like looking at other people being like they're living this crazy fucking life yeah. Yeah. and it's like and that kind of fed me into like oh well I'm just gonna look up people living these crazy lives online yeah. and it's like just yeah. go do your own fucking thing but I feel lucky that I grew up when I did like in the 80s and 90s and I like kind of like that was the last you know, the last of being able to be sort of free and rough and tumble and and kind of go get into trouble and work your way out of it. And at the time, you don't realize it. But now looking back, especially from, from here, it's like, man. Your mistakes weren't forever. Yeah. yeah. I look at kids now, and they all their mistakes are online. Yeah. And yeah. guess what? That's with you forever now. Yeah. And Holy it's going to be with you forever on the Internet, in the government, and job interviews. All of it. All it's going to take is them to look up. Yeah. Hey, God, what I'm, was this when you were 12 years old? You said, you know. Yeah. I am so glad I got through my 20s before there were cell phone cameras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said that many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, and, and, and that is part of that compliance. Like, people have to comply with the social norms, or not social norms, but, uh, the the you can't say what you truly think and want to say because if you don't comply with the new wokeness it's going to catch up with you and all of a sudden you're going to be judged at what you did or thought or said and that is now who you are well think of all the people who have posted <laughs> Antifa or BLM stuff all over their, basically their life. And when the pendulum swings back the other way, how fucked they're going to be. Well, you know what the thing is, is like, it's, it's that corporate shit is not swinging back as quickly as I would have thought. Oh, it, oh God. Because I, I think I've seen, a huge pushback. I, I know people who were like, I heard Starbucks high. got rid of LGBTQ. Because I I know somebody that was high high up in Starbucks, like three tiers from the top, and they were posting wild shit. That was like I I was offended because well, I I have no idea. I, I just I, think the pendulum always swings. It goes well, back and forth, and it's yeah. so far left. Right when it now stops, we're dead. That when it swings back, <laughs> it's going to go very far right. 
And so now there's all these digital records of they think they're on the winning team right now, but that pendulum always goes back. You know what I mean? You can't stop it. Yeah. And it'll come back around another time. And so it's like, like you said, at least in the past, your mistakes were not sort of recorded forever. That's one thing that uh, my high school wrestling coach would tell us. Yeah. And he tells the kids to this day, you know, I feel bad for you guys because everything you do is recorded forever. And you have to, you have to be, you cannot make mistakes the way that you used to be able to make mistakes. Everything is recorded and you're going to post everything and it's going to be, I mean, again, it, it, it's a, Technology is amazing, and it's it's allowing people right now to listen to us on their cell phones and and hit pause if they've made it this far. Like I mean, it, it, technology is amazing, and I'm so glad I live in the time I live in. But I wish there was compassion for just people being able to say and be who they want to be, and that that is not the reality. People are so dogmatic, and it's sad. Yeah. It's, it's new. I don't think we know how to use it properly. I don't know, like, if we know what the rules are. Like, maybe it would be better that your timeline, your history, everything vanishes all the time. And, you know, it's a constant reset. And what posting is is who you are at the moment. But, yeah, I think it's it's something where it's weird because it's taken over culture. It's taken over government. It's taken over advertising. It's taken over everything. And... Where it leads, I don't know, but I know we're 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 green with it. This is an infancy, and we're starting to figure out how this affects, you know, culture, rules, everything all at once. And yeah, is this making the pendulum shift one way or to the other, or is it making the pendulum shift harder? You know, like is this causing more friction than it is good? I don't I don't know where this leads, but I think. I, I wish that people I wish that we were in a spot where like oh I guess it doesn't it wouldn't make a difference. I just photo albums. Remember photo albums yeah. and just like yeah. opening up an old photo album and when I was in college we had a wall posting on your wall, right? Because that was like was it Facebook or MySpace yeah, or whatever you post on your wall. We would take pictures with like Kodak cameras or just like go to the store and put our cell phones in the thing and like print out. Um, and we would post to the wall of stuff that we thought might not be okay to put up. Uh, and we would just put it on the actual wall and we called it like posting on the wall. So people would just come and put like wild fucking pictures up. Oh, of okay. like printed out pictures, yeah, so it wasn't like getting tax onto the wall. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't getting like posted on online. Yeah, um, in an apartment, and we just have all these fucking pictures, and it, yeah. it was, it was nice to do that because, like, looking back, it's like, oh shit, like, I'm cl- I'm glad we were doing that, yeah. you know, versus what what that shit was, you know, um, but. I mean, not that we were doing anything bad. Everything was harmless, but it just like who knows what is going to be the next social uh, credit, 
You know? Oh, yeah. If Trudeau did blackface, you'll be okay. Right. Oh, I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> I mean, that's... A, I'll say I'll say whatever I want and do whatever I want because I don't think I'm important enough to... You know, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to do big, big things, right? But I have thought, it's like, hey, if I wanted to run for mayor of Lake Stevens one day, could you imagine me doing that? But if I wanted to do <laughs> They're that... They're going to use this. They would, they would do wild... Yeah, yeah I, I, we couldn't just because of what I've said on here. Like, all of a sudden... Or people would be like, fuck yeah... Yeah, honesty, finally, you know? Yeah. Yeah, more and, and more it's 50 50. Like, so many people yeah, are starting to realize how scripted split. and that's why I like is. Trump. <laughs> Trump gas. Dude, I mean, I just, and even if he's lying, it feels honest to me. It feels at least like somewhat like how I talk. And it's yeah, even back. if he's lying about his personal details, it's exactly what it is. It's a pushback and a fuck you to the system that is not serving anybody. Well, and it seems like. As much as they say robbing democracy and all this stuff, it does to me it doesn't personally feel like that, but it feels like someone got in the system that wasn't part of it, and the system is like fighting back, and it's like, oh, that's maybe kind of a good thing. Like it's you're absolutely seeing the a good fucking, thing. Yeah, it's you're absolutely seeing a good thing. The entrenched not like it, and you're like. Oh, if this really is freedom and democracy and new blood representing and ideas, it's like. The establishment shouldn't be pushing back. It should be going with whoever is the leader at the moment. But then you get politics, personalities, all this stuff. I don't know. But it's it is money being sucked out of us. And dude, it fucked me up when Tyler was telling us that and started talking about liberty versus freedom. And it's like, yeah, you know what? You're fucking right. Like <laughs> you know, uh and looking at looking at we're getting wildly off topic. Not that wildly off topic for a few minutes now sorry guys i'm looking around these four or five beers <laughs> uh, the, um, speaking of which yeah the uh the fact that we get taxed like we do is is fucking oh, with me dude it's it's uh, fucking with me hard right now and it's like dude taxes dude it, well i mean you get taxed on making money that dollar was also taxed from your company giving you money. Now you're going to get taxed on buying things. Investing. The people who sold that tax had to s- get taxed on getting that. Your investments like, you've made. Yeah. The people you give it to. Yeah. Your land. I read the a interest great description. it makes. I read a great description of why inflation is necessary and why the dollar loses value over time. And it's because of what you guys are talking about. So every time... If I have a business, like let's say Jordan and I have a, a small business, Company. every time we have a transaction between <laughs> us, let's say I buy something from him, I give him $10. Well, the government takes 10% of that. So now that $10 is only worth nine ninety, And so then he takes, now he only has $9. Well, I mean $9. That, that $10 is only worth, oh. 10% of 10. Is oh, yeah, sorry. No worries. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're here, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Who's retarded now? (laughs) It's about fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. So that $10 that I gave you is now only worth $9. So now your $10, it's only worth nine. You go, you need to buy materials and you need $7 worth of materials to make a $10 profit, right? Flat tax. Yeah. That's what we need. So then, but then... To get your seven dollars worth of materials, that ten dollars you have is only worth nine. So you go and you spend 
you get back. You know what I mean? Like yep. it just deval each time. It's it artificial taxed. inflation. Yeah, exactly. you're trying to keep each a system time alive. It gets taxed. It gets devalued. But that's what all these collapses and bubbles are. Is you eventually hit a point where that bubble collapses because it's not right. based off of like a flat tax. Well, I mean, rate. so that goes back to like going off the gold standard. Was was inflation crazy? Inflation happening on gold, the gold standard? No, inflation is 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 um, unique to fiat currency. So, I mean, and and that goes back to like why is gold worth things? I don't know. Like why is silver superconductor? Well, it's a superconductor. Yeah, so it's what, you, what was going on before that? Yeah, who? who what technology made it fucking this rare? metal that you find in the ground and melt down. I could down give and shit about I have gold rings in my safe. It's like, do you think I look at them or no. I hold them no. and I'm like, ooh, this is... And they won't keep I you warm and you can't, you can't eat them. I, I, well, I, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't get it. I I like, and maybe it, I'm putting the value of it, but I like holding a chunk of gold. Yeah, but I get only more, because you know it's worth. I think that's value. probably I'm I'm yeah. holding it because I'm like this is something. Yeah. But there's something about the weight. There's something about holding just a. Just, if I had a coin of gold, mm-hmm. and it was worth nothing, it'd still be like, oh, that's kind of nice. Because like, I'll do it with a penny. It's like, but a penny's not heavy. Yeah, you know, I just I I people do it with fucking rocks. You know, <laughs> you what got I mean? rocks in you your pocket. I got rocks in my pocket. I got rock in my pocket. Yeah. I don't retard or nothing, <laughs> but I got rock in my pocket. Um, helps me go to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I just think that uh, going like using gold as the standard of which I mean, because you can't, you're not going to inflate gold. There's only so much of it. Yeah. Well, you, no, you inflation is caused by the injection of more currency into the system when the supply is it's a hyperinflated bubble yeah, yeah well, so bubble. what like it's, I said, it's two it's two it's two phased it's it's what i was talking about earlier where you devalue the money every time you tax it but then you also at times they'll say hey we printed you know however many trillion new dollars for all these stimulus plans and so the the amount of supply in the system didn't change but you just Gave everybody a bunch of new uh, wealth with which to try to buy the same amount of supply. So that just means your dollar can't buy as much because the amount of supply did not increase with the amount of dollars. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If the amount of gold does not increase in your, if you had a gold coin, yeah, and that's what you had to buy your Starbucks with, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make. Yeah, but all of it's ethereal. I don't need gold for survival. Yeah, I, hang I on. Need somehow, somehow gold food. took the place of just straight trade. Yeah. And I, don't, I, don't I don't understand what the value of gold yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It's lustrous. Well, People it's a, it's like a, it for yeah, some it's a reason. superconductor. There was... There was, a, <laughs> <laughs> there was technology. There was technology before people understand. They used it for space travel yeah. and blocking out the sun. Anunnaki. Yeah, we're, we're in rays. It's not a superconductor. It's just a good conductor. Yeah, like I said. No, it is if it gets frozen like, to like to negative three hundred Kelvin, absolute zero, yeah, or yeah, some yeah, shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It, but I mean, like apply I said, that in the right way. Superconductor, <laughs> fucking idiot. Sorry. <laughs> Should we superconduct ourselves out of this? Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's a uh, Tuesday night, and we're all tired. So, that's me into the beer. 
Uh, go communicate with some friends, people. Yep. Get and, some meaningful uh, relationships. Talk with your friends. Challenge ideas. Fucking do some rounds with uh, mental masturbation and verbal skills. Yeah. And if you want to do a little online communication, give us a rating on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app because it does help us get our show in front of a few more potential listeners. All right. Thanks, everybody. Later. Toes are weird, right? Mike and uh, Tobin went down to get a uh, bathroom break, and I I have a bladder that's just ridiculously robust, so I don't need to go to the bathroom, and I'm just standing up here, and or I guess I'm sitting up here, and I'm just looking at my toes, going fucking weird things. Oh man, it's crazy how how important they are though with balance and shit. But I don't know. Kind of feel like this is like is it ASMR when people are doing that and trying to drink. <laughs>